Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. I love that. Jesse tearing through the screen. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Jess the Bling Realtor, nice to see you, my friend. Hey, Ed. I didn't want to interrupt the the intro. I'm so happy to see your face today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, uh, we can drop some knowledge on some folks. Good morning, Wendy. Nice to see you as well. Let me share. Hey, Wendy. I'm actually going to run through a quick slide deck with y'all. Um, we're going to talk about the care and feeding of your sphere and the care and feeding of your sphere can be your legacy in this business because if you do a good job of it, referrals will flow from your sphere of influence. One of the things I train all the brokers on my team is you want to, you want to pursue revenue pillars in real estate. You know, if you think about it, there's hundreds of ways to make money in real estate. And you want to specialize and become a master of as many as you can, but you should start with three. And those three are going to be your sphere of influence, first and foremost, and then a buyer pillar, and then a seller pillar. And by pillar, I mean, you know, specialize with first time home buyers or investors or luxury or, you know, fill in the blank. But sphere has to be kind of your first and foremost. And there is a bit of an art to it and a bit of a science. So we're going to kind of roll through the hows and the whys and then what we do uh, to take care of ours. And, and as you can see in the image in the background there, some of it is client appreciation events. And that photo in the background is uh, what we call our shred event. So every April, we let people bring in uh, boxes of shredding because it's tax time and we donate food. The same amount of pounds of shredding we do, we donate food uh, to the food bank. So um, why why should you bother? Well, if you guys have ever read Michael Maher's uh, Seven Levels of Communication, which is an awesome book, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, but it does a really good job of explaining kind of what the different vehicles of communication are and what the impact of those types of communication can be. And he uses this communication pyramid to sort of explain it. And if you notice, the lower section of the pyramid is the informational zone, right? That's the drip sequences. That's the direct mail. Uh, if they see you on social media, you know, the passing sort of brand building activities that you want to implement so that your clients see you and recognize you and, and become uh, you become more top of mind. But that's informational, right? The influential, which is where we wanna be, is one-on-one -on -one meetings, evident, uh, events and seminars, and then voice-to-voice -voice or face-to-face, -face, right? I call it, I have a different video on my YouTube channel called the communication continuum, right? If you visualize it as this, uh, range of types of communication. You want to always be driving up the continuum and the peak of the continuum is face-to-face -face meetings, right? And as we all know, right, it's hard to have face-to-face -face meetings with hundreds of people. Events are a great way to, to sort of expedite that. 
So you want to have that in your recipe for communication. So what are kind of the things you should be communicating and when? Well, if you're in the influential zone, one-on-one -on -one meetings, events, and phone calls, you want to influence people, convince them, sell, and persuade, right? In the informational zone, it's more about education, right? Informing, confirming, updating. So to be super effective, you got to have those one-on-one -on -one connections to augment the other efforts that you're doing to uh, stay top of mind with folks, right? And the, the kind of the root of all of this is if you've ever read um, Malcolm Gladwell, he wrote The Tipping Point and he wrote Outliers. And I think it was in Tipping Point, but he says, each of us knows 212 people on average. So let that sink in for a second, right? If you know 212 people, how many people do those individuals know also? 212, right? Well, 212 times 212 is almost 45,000 people. It's like 44,900. And the way you want to think about this is, hey, man, I am one connection away from 45,000 people. And if I can remain top of mind with my 212, I have a better chance of getting them to bring my name up when one of their 212 says, hey, I'm getting married, I'm getting divorced, I had a birth, I had a death, right? I had all these life events are what triggers real estate transactions. And those come up in conversation. And I want my 212 to be championing me when those things come up, right? By the way, real estate doesn't happen because of interest rates. So don't let the Fed's activities in their efforts to stem inflation discourage you. The fact of the matter is people are still having babies, getting married, getting divorced, you know, et cetera. And they're going to go through a grieving process about rates, but then they're going to get back to the, the fact of the matter, which is they need more space or they need to downsize or whatever. So enough of my tangent. So the recipe for this communication starts with classifying your database, classifying your sphere of influence. And we define people in our database as A through D, actually A through C, technically. A's are people that have referred you. A pluses would just be people that have multi multiple times they've referred you, right? B's are people that would refer you if shown how. And that's a really important distinction, if shown how, because the average person doesn't know how to refer, if you think about it. Like, think back to when you got your license. When you told people, did you have anyone who said, that's awesome, Jess, congratulations, give me a stack of your cards, right? And, and that's proof that they don't know how to refer. Right. We used to make a joke in our company about how it took five miracles for a handed out business card to result in a transaction. I won't bore you guys with the miracles. But the fact of the matter is the best way to refer is for them to pick up the phone and three way call you and connect you or send an email and CC both of you and connect you or give you their phone number. Right. And so that's why you really have to invest time in your bees 
to train them and educate them on how to do this and how to do it properly. And that will result in more referrals. C's are just people that we haven't qualified yet. So we don't know, right? So everybody's a C until you start talking to them and determining if, if they're a referral source for you or not. And then D's are just people that you've spoken with. And they said, yeah, my mom's a realtor. I should point out, I don't care if you have a relative that's a realtor. If it's an immediate family member, it's going to be a lot harder for me to convince you to bail on your mom or your sister or your brother, right? But if it's an aunt or an uncle, game on, right? And I've, and I've had agents on my team that got their clients to fire their fathers. So if you want to go for it on an immediate family member, go for it. What do you got to lose, right? But the way you displace other agents is by being different. So what's your value proposition? And we we can cover, you know, our our buyer value proposition and our seller value proposition in a different agent power huddle. But you need to be able to say why they should choose you over someone else, even if it's a, a realtor in their family. So you've now qualified everybody in your database, right? And then you want to drop them into this recipe that's on the screen, which is how often should I talk to them? Am I going to drip emails on them? And if so, what's the frequency, right? And you'll see on the screen that A's and A pluses get monthly phone calls. The B's get quarterly phone calls. The C's should all get called immediately because everybody is a C to start with, but they're all either moving up or moving out, right? Because once I talk to them and we use, I don't know if you guys have um, followed any of Buffini's training. But we use the mayor campaign from Buffini's training. If you haven't seen that, we can cover it in another uh, agent power huddle. But it basically goes like this. You know, uh, Jess, I'm going to role play it with you. You don't have to come off mute or anything. I'm just going to use your name. Hey, Jess, you know, we, we, we say hello. We get to know each other at some point in, in a dinner conversation or a party or whatever. She's going to say, so what do you do, right, if we're meeting for the first time? And I say, well, you know, I help buyers. Uh, buy houses, even access to off-market properties. And I have a sell for free program for sellers. And this is the mayor campaign. And I go, in fact, let me ask you a question, Jess. If you were thinking about buying or selling or had a friend or a family member who was, do you have a realtor that you would refer them to? Oh, I have a distant cousin. (laughs) That's great. I don't know what they do, but here's what I do that's different. And then I go into my value propositions. So the the key is when I ask that question of people, they always answer with one of three uh, answers, right? It's yes, it's my distant cousin or whomever. No. Or if they know you somewhat, they might even say, well, it's you, silly, right? But if they say no or it's you, silly, your response is going to be great. Can I stay in touch with you? You know, please give me your phone or your mailing address. In case I want to send you some market information, uh, your cell number or mobile number in case it's time sensitive, et cetera, right? So I work through gathering their contact info if I don't have it. If they say yes, then you say what I just said, which is, well, I don't know what they do. Let me tell you what I do, right? And I'm going to displace the individual that they have. So, So that's the mayor campaign. That's how you classify people as A or B or D right? Because they're a C temporarily. 
Now, as you go down the left-hand column, you'll see the frequency of phone calls you're going to make. You can set up targeted Facebook ads, and you should for your A's. You can also for your B's. Add them to your Facebook group. Like if you go onto my Facebook page, you'll see Ed Lane's Friends and Past Clients Facebook group. And I engage with them there, and I keep top of mind there, and I generate referrals out of that Facebook group. Every client you come in contact with, every friend, every family member, you should pull them into a Facebook group and start engaging with them. Hey, Ed. <clears throat> so sorry. Um, what did you say your Facebook group name was for your community or your people? It's just Ed, Ed, the Ed Lane team's friends and past clients. Friends and past clients. Okay. Yeah. And if you know um, Will Penny, I use Social Orchard to create content for that page. And engagement flows naturally out of that content <laughs> because he's really good at it. Hey, Ed, quick question for you. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I'm, no I've been toying with the idea of like revamping my Facebook pages, YouTube channels and everything to kind of meet a more not just my face, my team kind of category. And so yeah. I've been shifting it to like a living in Spokane or, you know, for you living in Seattle, um, because I was copying, I can't remember who I found at Bill that did that really well in Dallas. They have like a living in Dallas YouTube channel and a Facebook group. Yeah. Um, and it just pops off because it's more normal and natural and indexed. No one is going to Google, you know, Ed Lane's real estate team or McKay group real estate team if they're new to us. But right. if they're going to be moving into our area, they may very well Google living in Spokane or living in Seattle, you know? And so that's kind of where I wanted to get on on the index. So how do you feel about yeah. any of that? No, I, I totally agree. That's a, that's a different audience and a bigger audience for sure. Right. Cause if you think about it, your, your sphere of influence is this universe of people. And then the rest of the world is outside of that circle and you're drawing those folks in and then maybe you move them sort of up a food chain once you start to engage with them. The the friends and past client model is more of a you know exclusive. Like you you want to get into that group if you know Hunter McKay and you want to get access to the information or discounts from Hunter's vendors, you know, whatever um, benefits you're going to push down into that group. But you're absolutely right. That's not something that's going to show up when somebody Googles the Hunter McKay group. So this is more about, you know, your friends and past clients and, and how do you stay top of mind with them? And your Facebook group is one of those methods or means. And I, you know, in full transparency, I, I was a mortgage guy for 25 years before I got my real estate license. So I've, I've done 5,000 mortgages and 2,000 real estate sales. And I got a lot of people that I've done a pretty terrible job of staying connected to because I've only had this epiphany in the last five or six years of doing a better job of it. So public uh, apology to those folks from the late eighties and early nineties that you're not getting your healthy dose of ed, sorry, but life goes on. So um, anyway, you're going to have, as you see, continuing down the left-hand margin though, cap events. So that's just an acronym for client appreciation. We do them uh, two to four times a year. You know, if you do them quarterly, it's it's pretty industrious. It's definitely possible. And I have friends that do it that often. I've just found it too difficult. And part of the reason is 
I do about 17 touches leading up to the event and then six more following the event. So I've got about 45 days of promotion wrapped around the one day event. And so to do that every 90 days is is some pretty heavy lifting. But you could do something smaller, easier, or you're just better at it than me and do it four times a a year. That would be awesome. Um, I did a different agent power huddle about just the events specifically. So you can look that up. Uh, If you're in the agent collective, it's probably in there because it goes back probably over a year, I would say. Um, But that's part of the recipe, right? And then you have drip sequences, social media, you should be engaging with their social media. You should be commenting, liking, you know, do, do more than just liking. You need to comment and, and uh, say hi and, and tell them how happy that you are, that they got a chance to go to Italy or whatever it was, right? And for your A's, you should do that every week. And for your B's, you should do that at least monthly. Um, if you're diligent about it, there's no reason you shouldn't do A's and B's, all of them weekly, and just have time blocking set up for that that you're just going to spend a certain amount of time on social media. Um, And then the last one, if you guys are familiar with it, I use client giant and I use that for my a pluses and it is a a quarterly gift. Is anyone on the call right now using client giant or have you heard of it? So I went through a phase where I was going to use client giant and then I compared it against Iungo, like a high C type personality who can't make a choice. And I don't know why I'm, wouldn't like just let me execute but i I just finally threw them both away and decided to do more parties that's that's a good not a bad result hunter and i haven't (laughs) even seen or looked at iungo i just know that i get anywhere from 10 to 15 oh my god this gift is awesome text messages calls and emails that's a really good credibility boost for iungo because i just didn't find anyone that was using it and i didn't order myself a package and i probably should have because it looked like it was either going to be really cool stuff or it was going to be 16 weeks of junk and i just wasn't sure which it was yet yeah yeah i mean you're you're exactly right though test them both sign up for them both as you and get them that's like um if you know jason thorman he was looking for uh cookies he wanted to send to his sphere on their birthdays and so he's ordered, he signed up at 20 different websites and he just taste tested 20 different sets of cookies and landed on a clear winner and, and moved the chain. So, you know, Hunter makes a great point, right? You, you have to take action. Ideas are great, but they don't make you money. It's the implementation of ideas that make you money. So um, I'm glad you at least did parties instead of gifts. I do both. Like that's kind of the goal. And and my my client appreciation events almost always include some level of alcohol. So uh, it can be quite a a good facilitator of conversation. So nothing gets business flowing like a good bottle of vodka. Exactly. Exactly. So with all this calling, what are you going to say? Well, number one, be human, right? Number two, be respectful of their time. Nothing. Uh is wrong with saying, Hey, Hunter, it's Ed Lane. I only have two minutes right now, but I just want to say a quick hello. That immediately takes the pressure off of Hunter trying to decide how am I going to get off the phone with this guy? Because I don't know why he's calling or how long this is going to take. Right? So use that as a disarming method 
because all I'm doing is I want to say a quick hello so that the name Ed Lane is now top of mind for some period of time. And think of it like uh, it's like a flame, right? When they receive a client giant gift, the Ed Lane flame grows, right? But the very next day, it starts to shrink again. And then they get an email from me and it grows again. And then it starts to shrink again. And so if they don't hear from me for a long period of time, that flame, may, it may not go all the way out, but it gets down to a level that it can't even light a cigarette, right? And so you want to have this frequency of touches and a quick phone call, even if it's two minutes in length, is an effective way of remaining top of mind. Be a resource. The quick phone call could be, you know, I'm going to pick on Hunter now because I picked on Jess for a while. Wendy, you're next. Uh, hey, Hunter, I just want to let you know that one of my contractors just did an awesome job on refinishing floors in a house in Woodenville, and she was blown away at what a great job he did. And he even reinstalled her baseboard for free. I don't know if you'd ever have a need for something like that, but I have a database of over 200 subcontractors. So if you ever need anything, give me a call. I can probably give you three or four of whatever it is to get bids from. And then you're off the call, right? You're just reminding them that, hey, I'm a resource. I genuinely want anytime anyone thinks of anything relating to real estate, I want them to call me. Like, I don't even care if they're like, hey, what, Ed, what's a good place to buy a hose? I don't care. I want to be the first phone call, right? Well, that happens over time as you demonstrate that you are a resource every time you talk to them or, you know, with some regularity. Does that make sense? I'm falling behind on the chat. So let me catch up. Hi, Youngo. Thank you, Hunter. All right, Hunter, you are policing the chat for me. I appreciate it. Okay. Being a resource can also be market related, right? I mean, holy crap. What happened yesterday? Right? 75 basis points for the fourth Fed intervention in a row. And does anyone remember the last time they did 75 basis points prior to this year? 1994. Right? So think about that for a second. Almost 30 years that they have ever had to do something so dramatic once. And this year, they did it four times. So is that on the minds of your sphere of influence? Hell yeah. Right? And the pucker factor is off the charts because they don't know where this thing's going to go. So I've, I've covered this ad nauseum in other agent power huddles. Uh, so I won't do that here, but, but you need to be a beacon of hope for people or else they're going to, their minds are going to go to dark places, right? The, the evidence I use of that, it's human nature. And if your child comes home late, what do you think? They drove into a ditch, right? So all I'm illustrating is the absence of information causes the human mind to go to dark places. And it's a defense mechanism, right? We're just trying to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Well, with interest rates and the market and all this stuff, the con average consumer doesn't know what the heck 
this means and what does it mean to the value of their asset or what does it mean to the hopes that they have to eventually buy a house? Are they screwed? Like I've literally heard young buyers say, well, I guess I will never own a home. How sad is that, right? And most of you probably don't remember this, but I'm old. I remember when Prime was at 18 in the 80s. And guess what? People still bought and sold houses. I heard Hunter say on a Zoom earlier this week that someone bought a, a house with a hard money loan that was at 13. People do deals for life events and emotional reasons, not because of rates. I've bought seven houses in my life, Ed. Only one of them was purchased with truly traditional financing. I have managed to relegate some of them to traditional financing, but everything that I acquired for the first five years of my investment career was a minimum of three points down, plus the 3% in actual closing costs, plus 25% in cash, and then I would have an 11 to 13% interest rate, interest-only payments for 24 months with a balloon payment that was give us the house back or give us the money, your choice. I love that. And, and did, if you added that up in your head, he paid a bunch of money for the privilege of paying somebody 11% and threatening him with foreclosure. But... Now he's got a portfolio, and as he said gently at the beginning, he refied out of those, right? So the, the point is, uh, people will grieve the, the loss of the lower interest rates, but then they're going to be reminded it's time to buy a house because we can't raise our children in this little two-bedroom shack or whatever it is, right? So you want to be able to explain the market as you're making these phone calls to your sphere because they're going to ask. At the end of the day, that's the bottom line. They're going to ask you, you know, Wendy, what do you think is going to happen next year? What do you see on into the future, et cetera? And so think about that before you call, right? One of the things I coach my agents on is have a script for your call. And I don't mean a literal script. I mean, bullet points. What do I hope to accomplish in this call? Well, I'm going to make them uh, understand what the market's doing and where it's going. And I'm going to remind them that I have vendors if they need, you know, a plumber or a roofer or whatever, you know, whatever it is, have a little script for your call. And God bless you, Jess, even though you're muted. You saw that. <laughs> that was a big one. Uh, they may also ask you about mortgage and refi. Should I refi? All right. I want to tap my equity to do something. What do you suggest? Hey, have you considered a, a home equity line of credit? Or have you considered a second mortgage? Because your first is at three and a half. Let's leave that alone, right? Or whatever. So vendors we talked about. Uh, also in these calls, remember I said I had the 45-day runway lead up to an event and follow, you know, following an event. I talked about that in ton because I want them to know that they're invited whether they come or not. And I want them to know what a success it was after the fact, whether they came or not, right? My last shred event, we shredded 4,000 pounds of paper and we donated 4,000 pounds of food to the local food bank. That's cool, right? And guess what? You make people feel better when you share with them the good things that you're doing that involve them, right? Like the guy or gal who brought a single can of food got to take credit for 4,000 pounds of food, you know, in, in the end. And that's cool. That helps people mentally check the box that they did something this year nice for the community, right? So talk up your 
event if it's coming or talk about it after it's happened. Speaking events of events, let's let's talk a little bit about what we've done and how you could do it, right? So we've done Toys for Tots, we've done the Shred event, we've done Tackle Back to School where your uh, admission, admittance was bring a school supply and then we had a party and then we donated all the backpacks and school supplies to Hopelink. It was awesome, huge success. This is one of my client's daughters who found my, uh, you guys know the Red Nose program for, I think it's Walgreens, yeah. So Walgreens Northwest headquarters was upstairs in our building. So we all participated in the Red Nose event and this little girl loved the Red Nose so she got to keep it. So what's the recipe for your client appreciation event? Have a plan, have a theme, get the word out, pound the phones. I'm picking up the pace because I'm running long and I apologize. Have fun, right? Then when you do the plan, how many have your plan for the whole year? What's going to be your strategy? You're going to do them once, you can do them four times. And when? What theme? What charity are you going to support? Every event should have a charity involved that will increase promotion, exposure, and attendance. And so don't make the mistake of not including charity, right? Uh, I used to do them quarterly, but then since COVID, I've dialed it back to twice a year. So what's your theme going to be? Here's an example of themes that you could use. Go ahead and uh, shoot a picture of it or grab a screenshot. These are things that we've done in the past. And then we we take everything and put it in the can. Have you guys ever heard when in uh, movies and television, they say it's in the can. That means they've finished it and everything is done and dusted and ready to roll. It also means in this context that when next year comes around, we can pull out the can and do the exact same recipe for that event. Always have a charity. We talked about that. Drive better engagement. Get the word out. This is the actual, you might want to shoot a picture of this as well. This is the lead up and communication that we do uh, for the events themselves. And I'm sorry to be going so fast. So I can get this slide deck over to uh, Lisa and Jesse's team. We do physical uh, letter style invitations. We do, uh, you know, we have ISAs that run scripts. Hey, did you get Ed's thing? We run SMS text messages after the fact and before. Script your calls. On the day, you have two goals. Engage with people, have fun. That's it. Ed, oh my Ed. gosh, I wish I could give you the fattest hug of your life. Ah. Oh, <laughs> so, thank you. I've been doing um, real estate for about five years now. When I first got in the business, you hear like, build your database, build your sphere, do this, do that. And so I've been very selective with my, my database. I only have about 500 people, but it's because I only wanted people in here that I've actually met. Um, and I have another list of almost 800 people that need to get into my database, but I've been terrified. Um, so anyways, what I, my win from what you said today is I truly, I just went through my database and I hashtagged people from my sphere that I know if I picked up the phone or called or texted, they would answer. 
And I've been focusing on those people instead of being overwhelmed with the 500 plus others. Does that make sense? Um, Absolutely. And I want to give you a hug too, because I was just like, you know what? I'm at the point where I do three community events a year. And for November, I wanted to do pies, but I thought, let me give back again this year. And so I simply put together an Amazon wish list. I found my favorite homeless shelter. And so I'm calling through my database. I started calling uh, the day before yesterday. And it's simple. It's, hey, Ed, I have this food drive. Do you want to donate? Blah, blah, blah. Here's a code or here's a link to our Amazon cart. And then here's my Venmo if you want to do monetary donation. And it's freaking amazing the response that I'm getting. And I've, anyway, I know you have to go. I don't want to be long winded, but this is. Oh, no, I love that. <laughs> you, I love a couple of points that are noteworthy, right? Number one, yeah. you were intimidated by the volume of people. So you focused on a smaller group. That's brilliant and mm-hmm. also totally normal. And that's also why the drip sequences and some of the more automated stuff will help keep the other 400 people aware of you. Mm-hmm. It's just not as as much as getting the real Jess, right? Yeah. And, and that's okay. You're just going to kind of gradually introduce more and more people to them. And the other thing is how easy it was, right? You you mm-hmm. literally are making phone calls asking for money and people are giving you money. Yeah. Like, how cool And they're that? really excited. And yeah. one thing for me is I told myself I wanted to be the Nipsey Hustle of the Fremont area. <laughs> so... My version of it anyways. And I I don't do it for compliments, but yesterday I got four compliments from people that said, we see what you've been doing these last couple of years in the community. Like we appreciate. Somebody sent me, they got me a gift at my Halloween event because of what I do for the community. Oh, you're you're giving me chill bumps. Me too. I got little goosies when she told me I cried yesterday was talking to these people because I'm like, I don't do it for the compliments, but it's such a beautiful thing to to have your behaviors because people can say what they want. But when your clientele and people that you talk to regularly say, I see what you're doing, your actions are in alignment with purpose and what you're doing and what you're saying. That's beautiful. So anyways, thank you. 100%. And and the thing I would say to everybody that's on this call or anybody that watches this video is, is we all have that, you know, commission breath anxiety. Like when I talk to somebody, are they going to think the only reason I'm talking to them is for fill in the blank? When they start seeing all these other activities, like just just described, they start to realize, no, he or she is just a good person. And that's somebody that I want to support their business because they're changing lives. And I mean, how blessed are we that we are in an industry where we can make literally as much money as we want, but only by touching and changing more lives. That's badass. And then, you know, I, I know Agent Power Huddle is firm agnostic, but if you're not with EXP, you should take a hard look because that's exactly in line with what EXP does for agents is change lives. So anyway, we've run a few minutes long. I really appreciate your involvement and Hunter and Wendy and Jess. Thanks for being my tackling dummies today. I hope you got something out of it. Thank you, Ed. It was a pleasure as always. I knew you were going to drop some wisdom. All right, brother. Well, they they wrote me in. Thank you, Ed. Every Thursday the rest of the year. So you guys, please, please support me because it's lonely out here.
Yeah. Well, good, good hey. for you, Ed. I told my team in yesterday's meeting that we're not doing our daily huddles anymore. And that if they want to see me, they'll see me at the 8 a.m. power huddles. So you're stuck hey. with me for the rest of the year. I love it. I love it. That's oh, good. Advice. Thank you, Ed. Let's you end the year strong, that. everybody. Great to see you. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye. Can I say something to Jess? Please. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's absolutely awesome what you're doing and uh, you're seeing the results and uh, you will do you will see more of them because people see your heart. Thank you. Amen. So much. I don't know why that makes me emotional. Like, I I don't know, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> you should. Good. You should. <laughs> OK, thank bye. you for that, Leonora. Have an awesome thank day. You, so everyone. Much. you too. Bye. 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 If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.